Welcome. We're so glad that you have chosen to worship with us today. My name is Reverend Dawn Douglas Flowers, and I serve at Parkway Hills United Methodist Church in Madison, Mississippi. And it is my joy to greet you and to invite you into worship with us. Parkway Hills is currently walking through the great 50 days of Easter, going through a series we've entitled, This is Our Story, This is Our Song. As we lift up and celebrate the resurrection, and as we tell the story of the faith that brings us together. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day. Please join me in our opening response of prayer together. Your response is in the bold. Holy One, come into our hearts this morning. Give us eyes to see throughout this week all the ways that you rule. Put your resurrection power to work in our lives. Empower us. Our lives may be strong. Thanksgiving. Our epistle lesson comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Hear these words. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, 
And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of Scripture. Our opening hymn is, O Christ, When You Ascended. It's in your bulletin insert, and you may uh, remain seated as we sing. Please join me in the affirmation of faith found in your bulletin. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose again into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, I would like to invite our children to come forward for children's moments. Oh, and as they're coming forward, you can keep playing. Um, bring, you can keep going. If you've got peanut butter, bring your peanut butter. And you don't have to be a child to bring peanut butter. If you adults will pick up some peanut butter at the grocery store, hand it to one of the kids, let them bring it forward at children's moment. Good morning. Everybody, did y'all know that we are still in the Easter season? Yes, I got a yes, yes. This is the last Sunday of Easter in our church calendar. And this Sunday is called Ascension Sunday, the Ascension of Christ. Well, does anybody know what it means to ascend? What does that mean? What? You don't know? You want to ascend? means to rise or to go up. So what's something that rises or goes up? Yeah, Emma? Is it the moon? A, bal a balloon, yes. Yes? A, a moon. We, get, we see it, it's like it rises up. What's CC? Bread. Bread. Oh, there's a good one. Well, water when it evaporates. Oh, y'all are getting very sciencey on me. Yeah, uh, race. What? Bubbles. Abigail, did you have one? That's right. In the movie Up, the balloons make the house fly. Yes, uh, read. Air. Air. Okay, so I've got y'all all said some wonderful things. I have something that ascends here, and it is something that one of y'all said. It's a balloon. And as the balloon ascends and goes up, what are y'all doing? Are you watching it? Oh no, oh. I was trying to be so prepared. Here we go. Okay, there we go. Look, are you all watching it? Have you ever, have you ever lost a balloon? Yeah. And do you watch it go away? And are you sometimes sad when it goes away? Yeah. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna let our balloon stop there. So this balloon just rose up, it has ascended. Well, in our story today, Jesus ascends. 
So that means that Jesus is going to rise up, right? He ascends. Let's see. And it's called, Hear the Good News. Jesus stayed with his friends and spoke to them about all the things that had happened to him. He reminded them of the old stories about how the prophets had promised that God would send his son to help God's dream come true. And Jesus said, tell everyone everywhere that God loves them and that those who believe in the good news of God's dream should be baptized. And in a few days, you, my friends, will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He then stretched out his hands and blessed them, saying, I will be with you always to the end of time. And a cloud came up from heaven, and Jesus rose and disappeared. And the disciples stared up into the sky, looking for him. And two men in white robes appeared. Why are you looking up into heaven, they said. Jesus is not far away. He will always be close to you, even though you can't see him. And one day he will return in the same way that he left you. And the disciples went home singing praises to God. So Jesus ascended. He went up kind of like this balloon. And the disciples continued to praise him. They left and they praised him and they shared his love with others. So that's what Jesus wants us to do too. Now let me ask you this. If I left this balloon in here next Sunday, do you think it would still be up in the air? Yes, we have some news. What about two Sundays from now? Yes. Yep, still getting more news. Eventually, isn't this balloon going to come down? Yes. It might not be next Sunday. Maybe I tied it really good. But eventually, it's going to come back down. Jesus is also coming back. We don't know when, just like we don't know when the balloon's going to come back. But Jesus is also coming back. It might pop. You're right. But Jesus is also coming back. But until then, he wants us to keep looking for him, like we can kind of look up at this balloon, and sharing his love with others. All right, will y'all pray with me before we go? Wait, let's pray, okay? Dear God, thank you for balloons. Thank you for the air that makes them rise. Help us to remember you when we see balloons and remember that you love us and that you are coming back amen all right now if you are no i can't i don't have enough for everybody so i'm gonna put it back in my bag and i'm gonna take it home with me <laughs> i don't have enough for everybody oh so come next Sunday. A little bribery there, a little excitement. Okay, if you are three through kindergarten, we are going to go upstairs for extended session with Chloe, Jean, and Kate's mom and dad. Good morning. <laughs> My name is Caroline Kaiser and I am a senior member of the youth group here at Parkway Hills. 
This youth group has been a part of my life since the seventh grade, and oh yes, you heard that correctly. I've been in the youth group so long that the cutoff year was seventh grade. However, they did happen to change this the year my sister was in sixth grade. And at the time, it felt like my world was ending because I'd have to coexist with my sister inside and outside of the house for another year. <laughs> but I like to think that the youth group is really a good way to track progress. Because even though I started out dreading the fact that the sixth grade group, including my sister, Anna Deaton, Ellen Jones, and Abby Jo Flowers, would be with us a year more, I ended up loving each of them deeply, as well as the other members of the youth. And although Hannah will always hold over me that she's technically two weeks older, being one of the oldest youth group members helped me come into my role as a leader. I am sad to report, though, that after only five years of being in this youth group, my time is coming to a close. Hannah and I, both early graduates, are leaving these girls that used to be some misfit gang of sixth graders to be the next to oldest youth group members. I will always cherish the times the youth spent together. I will always remember the trips to Lake Junaluska, our ill-fated Biloxi journey, Camp Wesley Pines, the gathering, the happening, the Super Bowl parties, service projects with the church, and especially Sunday nights, pre-COVID, where we had a list of volunteers to bring us a delicious dinner each week. Thank you for your service if you were ever one of those people to bring a dinner. With all of these COVID precautions this year, I found it striking that we still had a built-in 30 minutes to bring our own meals, eat, and converse from a distance with the youth members. It helped remind me that even if we physically had to sit apart, there were faces under the masks, and food still possessed the power to connect us in the way the body and blood of Christ connects the church. And that's why I'm supporting the youth kitchen. We have never had a functioning sink in the youth room, and believe me when I tell you, that has led to many trials. We overused our one microwave to the brink of its collapsation. Sunday morning popcorn surprisingly went well with coffee, and I can't imagine what the youth group will do with a functioning oven. I know I won't be around in the coming years to really get much use out of a potential youth group kitchen, but I'd like to believe that it's a legacy I'd help leave on Parkway Hills. It will almost definitely not be a single-handed effort, but thanks to Jeff's dream and a matching gift donation from a member of this church, it can be a group effort to give the future of the youth program this kitchen, and you can be a part of that today through the offering. Thank you. So before she sits down, and thank you for that, um, and you get to watch a wonderful slideshow for those graduating, um, Caroline has received a scholarship through the United Methodist Foundation. There are, um, there's a special Sunday called Student Sunday that happens in the United Methodist Church nationwide. People give to this, and over $100,000 worth in scholarships are given out, and Caroline received one of those, so we congratulate her. Thank you for this. Mm -hmm.
So I think it's kind of fitting um, that we celebrate these graduates as we think about Ascension Day, this kind of leaping off into a new season of life, a new phase of life. And I want to remind you, um, as we think about Ascension Day, of some of those words that we lifted up in song as worship began. O Christ, when you ascended, you took your rightful throne. Your time on earth had ended. Lord, you are not bound by things like time and space. Your reign is never ending. You rule in every place. The story... The song, churches around the world lift up and celebrate today is the story of Christ's ascension. You know, we think of Jesus of Nazareth, but he dwelt on earth for about 30 years in a very small territory to the east of the Mediterranean. And over 2,000 years later, you know, churches around the world gather and they lift up these words, Jesus Christ. God's only Son, our Lord, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, and 40 days later he ascended into heaven. Forty days after Easter Day, every year we remember the ascension. It actually falls on a Thursday, so Thursday was the feast day of the ascension, But we remember that Christ is no longer bound by time nor space. We remember that Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is ever-present with us. That Christ, that in Christ, God abides. As Ephesians says, Christ fills all in all. So I invite you to listen to the account found in Luke 24. It's Jesus kind of retelling his story right before his ascension. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Enlighten the eyes of our hearts, O God, and grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation through the reading of this, your word. Amen. Luke 24, verses 44 through 53. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem." You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Ascension Sunday. The resurrected Christ going up to where we don't know. 
Cynthia was pretty brave. He's trying to explain that to kids because they can ask the best questions sometimes. This Sunday can be hard. The resurrection can be hard. And okay, if we're honest, the doctrine of immaculate conception and God becoming human, these things can be hard. But since we can only really deal with one doctrine at a time, we'll stick with the ascension since last Thursday was the feast day. And I won't try to explain ascension to you. Nope. Instead, I'll simply share this. Jeremy Baramy. Now, if you watch The Good Place, you know Jeremy Baramy. The Good Place is a sitcom about the afterlife and how our actions do or do not affect what happens in the afterlife. And no, I am not telling you to get your theological understanding of anything from sitcoms. But the Jeremy Baramy clip from The Good Place is pretty good. I shared it on our Facebook page last night if you want to go back and see it, or you can YouTube it. But it makes me think of this day in the life of the story of our faith, the ascension. Jesus no longer bound by time and space. The whole clip is a conversation that takes place around our understanding of time. Basically, the main characters have been in the world of the afterlife for I think it's been around 300 years, but no real time has passed on earth. One of the main characters, Cheaty, played by William Jackson, well, he's talking to Ted Danson, who is this demon who kind of orchestrates everything. And Cheaty says, how is it possible that all these things have happened to us, but no time has passed on earth? Did you go back in time? And Ted Danson says, I don't have to, because of Jeremy Baramy. He says, things in the afterlife don't happen while things are happening on earth. Because while time on earth moves in a straight line, one thing happens, then the next thing happens, then the next thing happens. He says, time in the afterlife moves in a Jeremy Baramy. Time doubles back, it loops around, and it just kind of ends up looking like the Jeremy Baramy name in cursive. So the whole cast is kind of looking at each other, staring at these words, Jeremy Baramy. And my favorite is when Eleanor, played by Kristen Bell, says, sorry, my brain is melting. How can events that happen before the ones that happen before? And then Chidi says, okay, but um, what is this? What is this little dot up there? To which Ted Danson replies, oh, this is Tuesdays, and also July, and sometimes never. You get it. And then Chidi says, this broke me. I mean, this is how I feel sometimes um, when trying to wrap my brain around a real and present Christ, an omnipresent and omniscient God, a God who is Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, It's like trying to understand how numbers never end or how the universe continues to expand or how, as my husband disagrees with, the belief that there are more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on the earth. We we lift up these thoughts and questions with no real answers. 
We do have these great doctrines of our faith that have been handed down by the tradition of our church, but we lift them to God sometimes, and God just replies, oh, well, this is Tuesday, and also July, and sometimes never. You get it. Here's another way. It kind of hit me this week as I was thinking about Ascension Sunday, the passages in Scripture, this clip from The Good Place. So my youngest son was drinking a sun-kissed soda, you know, the little orange soda with the word sun-kissed on the side. He got it when he went to get a haircut. And he said, as he was drinking it, he said, do you want to hear the joke that the barber told me about this? And I said, sure, let's hear it. He says, bet you've never had a drink that's been kissed by the sun before. That's why you keep it in the fridge. Y'all didn't laugh near enough at that. It was hard for me to laugh at it as well. But this is how I think about the incarnation. God with us, as one of us, in Christ. The earth has been kissed by the divine. The fingerprints, the footsteps of Christ are all around us. The effects of God's kingdom birthed among us in the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, well, they are all around us. We live into this every day, whether we are aware of it or not. And the ascension, the importance of the ascension, well, it comes from another line in that hymn we sang. The meaning of this part of our story of faith, even though it's hard for us to wrap our minds around one that may make us say, how is this possible? Or maybe even my brain is melting or this just broke me. The story, the song of Jesus we carry with us on this holy day within the life of the church is this. Your ascension means, Lord, you're present with us here. In this moment, in this time and space, in every moment, in every time and space. All that we touch and see and smell and taste and hear, it has been kissed by the divine. I had this magnet on my fridge um, that I got and kind of mailed to a lot of my friends who were scattered around the U.S. And I sent it as a Christmas gift and it says, good friends are like stars. You may not always see them, but you know they're always there. I believe this is one of the greatest gifts of our story of faith, one of the greatest gifts it offers. God with us. This is one of the greatest gifts we as church, as the body of Christ on earth, can offer. We trust and believe in Christ's presence in all times and places and spaces, God abiding in Christ, Christ filling all in all, and we commit following Christ's example of sacrificial love and service, to be a presence on earth, a gift in all times and places and spaces. As the Bonhoeffer quote I shared with you last week said, where one member of the body is, there is the entire church community. No one is alone. No one is abandoned. No one is homeless. So as I think about our graduating seniors, those stepping into new phases of life, 
I hope that we as a church have done our job well enough that they know and feel that while they may not see us, while we may not see them, that this is their church family, that we are here for them no matter what in all times and places and spaces, that they feel like they can look around the room and see countless faces that they could call if needed. The ending words in Luke of the account of Jesus' ascension say, While Jesus was still blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up. While Jesus was still blessing them. Jesus still has blessings to give. We as church, Christ's body on earth, within actual time, we still have blessings to give in the name of Jesus. Neil deGrasse Tyson, well, he has this quote about the human brain. He says, everything we do, every thought we've ever had is produced by the human brain. But exactly how it operates remains one of the biggest unsolved mysteries. And it seems the more we probe its secrets, the more surprises we find. I believe this is true in our search to know God I believe this is true as those early church fathers and mothers sat and talked about how they understood Jesus and passed down these great doctrines of our faith. So many questions, so many mysteries. But the more we seek God, the more we come to know God, the more we commit to experience Christ in one another and in our world, the more surprises we find. I have found this to be true within my own journey of faith, and the hope is that our graduating seniors also find this to be true. The hope is that we ourselves also find this to be true. So on this Ascension Sunday, all I say is, may it be so. Amen. Now, I'm going to invite, um, we have a little gift, and there's a, there is a cake out there as well for our seniors who are here. You can pick up on your way out. We also have a gift for you, but I want us to be able to pray over you before, um, before you head out. One of my favorite prayers in the bulletin, so I'm going to invite our graduating seniors to come up, Caroline and Turner and Muffin. And I'm also going to invite um, family, uh, friends, if you were their confirmation mentor, if you have ever prayed for them, if you ever taught them Sunday school, um, if you just love these people, I want you to come up and we're going to place hands and pray this prayer over them. Come on, gather. I'll let you three stand right here. You're part of the thing. <laughs> Y'all come on in and just place a hand on one of them. Come on, come on. We don't have to do it in family units. They're all, it's all one big family. All right, let's pray. May God bless you with discomfort and easy answers, half-truths and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. 
May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. May God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. And the blessing of God who creates, redeems, and sanctifies be upon you and all you love and pray this day and forevermore. Go forth to love and serve your Lord. We're proud of you. Amen. Amen. All right, hold up. Y'all don't leave, Bridget. All right, so you have a cake. You received a blanket. It's your um, original graduation, but here is a little paperweight and a prayer for you to take. And you too have a blanket that has been made by our prayer yarner. So it's been prayed over and homemade. And there is a paperweight um, that is, I tell this story every time, is a paperweight I received from Richard Robbins when I graduated high school at Hawkins United Methodist Church. And there are a number of friends I have from then who um, have also saved this paperweight. So one day when you're preaching in your own church, you can share this story of the paperweight you received from your pastor. So here's a paperweight and a prayer that goes along with it. Now this one was yours. This one was yours. Proud of y'all. I think that's uh, symbolic. As we continue to lift our um, seniors in prayer, um, they are all um, going into different stages of life at different times. And I will say, I think it is a fitting sign of the times that all three of our high school graduates, they graduated in non-traditional ways. Um, graduated early, finished school work up early, but I think it, this graduating class is just a symbol of what the COVID year has done. Um, but we are proud of them. Are there others that you would like to lift in prayer today? Um, please remember Melody Musgrove. She's getting tests back to see whether or not she can receive a bone marrow transplant. So please be in prayer for them. But are there others we should remember this day? Lou Ann and Elmer Gross. So, yeah, a life transition for them as well. Thank you. Well, if there are no others, let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. God, we come to you in prayer for the whole world and everything in it, for there is much need and want. And we, the church, have been called to be Christ's body in our world today. We pray for all the people of the world especially those who live in want and need. We pray for the nations of the world, especially their leaders, that they may see, understand, and honor the sovereignty of peace and compassion over their own self-interest. We pray for the ill and abused and for all those who need protection and care. We pray for the earth and its delicate yet life-giving ecosystem. By the same power through which you resurrected Christ, empower us to restore endangered species, polluted waters, 
and unclean air. We pray for your church and its called and elected leaders. May we all grow in faith and love and know with surety the inheritance and hope to which you have called us. We pray for our graduating seniors and all those during this time who graduate. They are leaving and stepping into varied and diverse places in life. They go forth in varied and diverse ways. May you guide their steps. May you give them courage and confidence. And may they lean into your wisdom and revelation. We pray for those that we have lifted in love in this space. Some we have spoken aloud, but there are others that we hold tenderly on our hearts and minds. May you receive these that we lift in love. Holy, holy, holy God, your power and majesty fill the universe far above all we see and do, measure and name. We thank you, Almighty God, for the life of Jesus among us and that he reigns in power for us. Strengthen our hope and bless the work of our hands that we may live as his body in this world. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, I invite you to join with me in the Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn is we've a story to tell to the nations, and I invite you to stand as we sing these words together.
We are still not passing the offering plate, but there is a basket in the back where you can um, give us your gifts and your tithes um, so that we can continue to share this message so that we can continue to be Christ's body on earth. And you can also place your gifts, um, your marked gifts for the youth kitchen in that as well. One last thing, be on the lookout the week of May 24th for a mailing that will give all of our summer plans, our updated COVID policies. Continue to RSVP for one more Sunday, but hang in there. Look for that, um, that mailing that'll tell us everything about our, our, our summer schedule and our summer plans um, and how that will look. And if you have questions about it, please give us a call. But now receive this benediction. Um, I saw it on Facebook Thursday from one of my friends for Ascension Today, and I just loved it, so I'm sharing it with you. Receive this benediction. It's Ascension Day. Breathe deep. Breathe deeply again. Then rise. Amen. Thank you for joining us for worship. If you're looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now to love others, even as Christ loves you. Amen.